2022 was all about changes, transformations. 2022 and 2021, I think I was still trying to find my footing. Where do I belong? As a, I've always seen myself as a podcaster ever since 2018. Five years. That I finally found something that I enjoyed and was passionate about. Because the other things, that's like, okay, you, you do this and it's it makes you feel good and you make money and all that but then you feel drained from it you don't feel inspired and so i started to go through all these different kind of catharsis it was like okay do i want to do this because doing being a podcaster professionally you can't really do then you have to sign with a major company and then you have to whore yourself out which i don't want to do and uh, I did, right before the pandemic, think about doing stand-up. And I thought, no, I'm not that funny. I mean, there are certain stories I could tell. And it's like, okay, you know, change the names and the situations. And here we are, five years later. Three years later from the pandemic. But who's counting? Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Originally, I first started it as the Dr. Zeus Podcast. And then I added film in 2020. And it's it's been one hell of a trip. It really, really has. And I think now, only last year, did I kind of find my footing professionally. It's been challenging at times, inspiring, addictive, because then it's like you want more. You want to keep doing it. And yeah. But I, I watch who I tell this show about because it's not like I'm going to say to them, oh, yeah, I do the show. What's the name of it? I can't tell you. Because if you look at the show, it, it does have an explicit warning. This is for grownups. Yes, I'm talking about film. Yes, I'm talking about music. But I'm doing it in a very explicit way. Okay? I don't want people to think badly of me that I'm using those fun little words that we all use as adults or some of us when we're driving I'm starting to cut down on that when I'm driving because I don't want it to I don't want road rage I don't but every now and then someone won't signal and it's like oh and I don't put the finger up because trust me the fingers got me in trouble many times but I digress this podcast has been a labor of love I see no reason to ever stop I do see it will eventually grow into something maybe a little more different a little more multimedia because I've always been about multimedia and um, I, w- I want to give a shout out to Jason Elmley if shit happens when you party naked because he was doing his show and YouTube shut him down and if you're from California like I am and you know all about Silicon Valley and how they like to just play with you. Which they do. They do. Well, this week was um, challenging, to say the least. But, you know, you learn from it. And... <laughs> yeah. You, you, you learn from it. And um, here we are. 
professionally, it's like I, I still have a lot to learn. Podcastly, I know where I'm at and I feel safe. Sometimes I do professionally. <laughs> I don't talk about what I do professionally on here because I leave that. Um, and also those who are listening, who I probably work with professionally and I have the utmost respect for all of them. They know who they are. So, yeah, you know, the, the feeling is mutual. The love is there um, because I like when I when I was an early education teacher, it was all about support. If you have that support that and people who appreciate you, but it's not just about being appreciated. It's about that. They actually care. They actually are like, hey, tell me how you're doing. How's this going? Now, as a podcaster, we don't have that as a podcaster. It's like, OK, you're your own boss. And I wanted to just do this intro because I was thinking of George Strombolopoulos, who gave me some advice two, three years ago that I still take to heart, which is give your audience promise. George has been on this show once. I've been on George's show, which is his Apple music show, Strombo. And he was on the show in 2021 talking about the devils. I hope to have him on again one day, maybe to talk about the Banshees of Inishirin. And so this three-day weekend, it's almost over, <laughs> I'm going to try my best to watch the Oscar-nominated film. So far, I've seen everything, everywhere, all at once, and the Banshees of Inishirin. In fact, today I was in a, Celt a Celtic store in Jackson, California, in the foothills. I didn't buy anything. I felt bad because I wanted to buy something. Because, you know, I don't like walking out of the stores and not buying anything. It's like, oh, I could buy some soap. I could buy a gnome. I could buy, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe Irish somewhere in the, in the collective. I don't know. I have to dig through the, the family tree. That family tree is interesting. I think all of our family trees are interesting. <laughs> oh, yes. So yeah, it's Friday night. I don't have anything to sell you. I don't have anything to tell you about. We've talked about Burt Bacharach. We've talked a lot about black history. Uh, and it's American history. So let's let's talk about that. Let's always maintain that. You know, or when an actor says, I'm an actor, I'm not a black actor. It makes me think of um, the, the film Jean-Michel Basquet, which is about Jean-Michel Basquet. Try saying that five times fast. And in the film, someone says something to him and he says, and he says back, are you a writer or a white writer? So it's all about being inclusive. Am I a podcaster or am I a Latino podcaster? I always say I'm a podcaster or, you know, that I'm an American first with these different lineages that I have, which is a whole multitude of all of them. So yeah, it's uh, it's Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There's so much really in terms of the media out there. People who know me know that I go to concerts. The list hasn't grown yet. I hope not. I am going to go see. I just purchased the ticket. A ticket, not two. 
because those who know me know sometimes I like to just get in my car and go by myself. And I'm going to go see the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Remember them in Berkeley in June. Janet Jackson also in June. Depeche Mode in March. Aftershock in October. So yeah, the, the sky really is the limit. But here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I talk about film and I talk about music. And I talk about... What inspires us? When I meet musicians, especially budding musicians, I always tell them, what you're doing is amazing. Because like, I'll say, what, do you, what instrument do you play? Oh, I play the violin. If you can play the violin, you can play guitar. And they'll be like, well, yeah. Or I'll say, if you are doing music, you can also be good at math. They're like, yeah, because I'm not that good at math. I... There's part of me that I wishes there was like some form of osmosis where, you know, I used to just have nightmares about math. I had a tutor all through high school. It was like, oh, my God. You know, we all have this thorn in our side. Mine was math. Everything else. It's like, okay, I know what past, present, past tense and present tense are. It's been drained in me. The your versus you're a nice person. Y-O-U-R-E. Yeah. I was I was ingrained in that at a very, very young age. And here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, you know, I try not to just, oh my God, so monotone. I have recorded voice, voiceovers before. I recorded one um, last year. I'm very proud of it. And that someone heard it. And they were doing a training, and so I want to give a shout out to Chris because we worked on that together. And I was very intimidated by the equipment. Not Chris. Chris is really cool. I was intimidated by the equipment because I don't have that kind of setup when I do a podcast. Right now, I have a little iOS microphone attached to the phone, and that's how I always record. I've tried to play with different kinds of mics and hook them up to the MacBook and it just doesn't work. And so I know how to enunciate and broadcast my voice. I'm speaking from my diaphragm right now because I do know how to do that. And yeah, it's it's been a trip. <laughs> but doing what you do as a performer, I mean, it, it really is rewarding. And whenever I go somewhere, you know, if, if I feel, okay, maybe I should tell them about my show, you know, that I understand film and that I understand music and I understand, you know, the arts and sciences because there's a science to what we do. You, you really have to, it has to come to you. You can't really search for it unless you're an actor and you, and I've, and I've acted before and you don't know your lines. It's like, okay. Uh, I went over these three. That's why they always say when it comes to studying, you shouldn't overdo it, especially lines. Unless you're Marlon Brando and then you have a little in-ear micro- uh, headphone feeding you your lines. Or how when they were shooting The Godfather, and you couldn't see it because of the camera, Robert Duvall has Brando's lines on his shirt. So yeah, I, I, mean, I know all of those tidbits. And I always try to throw those tidbits throughout the 
mix that is this podcast or even music itself. I love music. I love music. I love film. They belong together like peanut butter and jelly. Although I used to, as a kid, I didn't like the jelly. <laughs> I did it. I preferred just the peanut butter. And then there was always that. Do you like the chunky peanut butter or do you like the smooth peanut butter? And then you grow up and you're like, oh, it's all good. It's all good. Huh. So, yeah, it's it's fabulous Friday and Lincoln's birthday. We're really observing Lincoln's birthday today, even though it's the 12th. Who played Lincoln? A lot of play, a lot of people who have played Lincoln. Henry Fonda, Raymond Massey. But the one who played Lincoln in such a famous way with his method acting. Directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg. Was none other than Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, and I believe he is retired now. I don't know. It's not like I can ask him. But the fact that he won his third, he is the only one to win three lead acting Oscars. First for one of my personal favorites, My Left Foot, the story of Christy Brown, where he played Christy Brown, who was a writer and a painter who had very severe... uh, See, I'm searching for it because I'm so tired right now. Um, it's it's an interesting film because Day Lewis stayed in character. He never once broke character. He ate in character. Cere- cerebral palsy. He had a very severe case of it, and he could only do things with his left foot. And the woman who played his mother in the film was Miss Brenda Fricker. They both won Academy Awards for that film. And then the next Oscar that he won for, I always thought he was going to win it for Gangs of New York. He ended up winning it for another film that I absolutely love, which is There Will Be Blood, directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. There Will Be Blood is such a... Oh, God, that film to really describe that performance but the look and the feel of the film and the little uh, oh job the, the little uh, affectations in the film like there's a beautiful moment on the train between him and the little boy and the little boy touches his face things like that that I notice as, a, as an artist I was like okay that's that's what acting is and then, of course, the third Academy Award where he played the President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, and how he found Lincoln's voice. And, and he's an, here he is, this Irish-British actor. And <laughs> that, that's the other thing, you know, that with, with Hollywood, it's like, you're, you're not going to get an American to play him? Uh but I want to play a scene from Lincoln where Daniel Day-Lewis demonstrates how he found, or I mean, you can hear him finding Lincoln's voice because there's no recordings that I believe to be of Abraham Lincoln's voice. 
And also, we have to mention the actors in this. I mean, you have uh, Hal Holbrook. <laughs> I, I I was such a fan of Hal Holbrook, and the cast and and directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg. Here we go. You've had no defections from the Republican right to trouble you. Whereas to what you promised, where the hell are the commissioners? My God, it's true. You, you lied to me, Mr. Lincoln. You evaded my request for a denial that, that there is a Confederate peace offer because, because there is one. We are absolutely guaranteed to lose the whole thing. And we don't need a goddamn abolition amendment. Leave the Constitution what alone. The peace commissioners are here today. Or state by state, you can extra. I can't listen to this anymore. I can't accomplish a goddamn thing of any human meaning or worth until we cure ourselves of slavery and end this pestilential war. Any of you or anyone else knows it, I know I need this. This amendment is that cure. We are stepped out upon the world stage now. Now! With the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment. Now! 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 And you grousel and heckle and dodge about like Pettifogging Tammany Hall hucksters. See what is before you. See the here and now. That's the hardest thing. The only thing that accounts. Abolishing slavery by constitutional provision settles the fate for all coming time. Not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn millions to come two votes stand in its way these votes must be procured we need two yeses three abstentions four four yeses and and one more abstention and the amendment will pass you got a night and a day and a night several perfectly good hours now get the hell out of here and get them yes but how I am the president of the United States of America, clothed in immense power. You will procure me these votes. And when he gets to that upper echelon of his voice and the anger, you, you hear that Daniel Day-Lewis, where he brings it, he brings it. It reminded me of another film. There will be blood, where he brings it vocally. Afraid that's just not the case. The doctrine of universal salvation is a lie, is it not? You have abandoned all because he was sick and you have sinned. So say it now. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. Say it louder. I am a sinner. I'm a sinner. Louder, Daniel. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. 
I am sorry, Lord. I am sorry, Lord. I want the blood. I want the blood. You have abandoned your child. I've abandoned my child. I will never backslide. I will never backslide. I was lost, but now I am found. I was lost, but now I'm found. I have abandoned my child. Abandon my child. Say it louder. Say it louder. I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my child. I've abandoned my boy. You beg for the blood. And see, right there, he does it again. And that's what Mr. Daniel Day Lewis is known for. And earlier, I mentioned, of course, the film that won him his first Oscar. <laughs> We're talking about first. I mean, when you've got three, it's like, you know, cars. Well, do I want this one or do I want that one? Um, I remember when he won the Oscar and he's like, You've just given me an award. For one hell of a day in Dublin. <laughs> God, this film. Um, here we go. Did you know from my left foot clip? And then we're gonna talk more about his film Lincoln. But yeah, in my left foot, I mean, oh my God, what what he brought as as an actor is magnificent. Don't worry, Christy, the book is great. It's not bad. Do you know what I was going to call it? What? The reminiscences. Reminiscences. Of a mental defective. That's a terrible title. It was my blue period. <laughs> oh my goodness. Daniel Day-Lewis, I mean, there are so many actors who played Abraham Lincoln, like I said. There was Henry Fonda as a young Mr. Lincoln in the 1930s. And I don't want to play the film. Let's, oh, here we go. Yesterday, you identified Matt Clay as the killer of Scrub White. Yes, I did. You're sure of that? Sure, I'm sure. I just wanted to know. You say you were about a hundred yards from the scene of the fight? Just about, yeah. Are you familiar with the land over there? Yes. What's it? Get away, Reagan. We're coming through. Joking aside, let's look at this matter from my side. Well, you all know I'm just a fresh lawyer trying to get ahead. But some of you boys act like you want to do me out of my first client. For <laughs> falls and hurts anyone. the judge make allusion to those who advocate voting and eating and marrying and sleeping with Negroes? Whether he meant me... So, first one you've got Henry Fonda playing Lincoln when he was a young lawyer. He wasn't even president yet. And then the next one you've got Raymond Massey 
who I don't think really found the voice. And But if we return back to Daniel Day-Lewis, then you hear perhaps maybe the quintessential performance. We hear highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, that government of the people, by the people, for the people, shall not perish from the earth. We can't tell our people they can vote yes on abolishing slavery, unless at the same time we can tell them that you're seeking a negotiated peace. It's either the amendment or this Confederate peace. You cannot have both. How many hundreds of thousands have died during your administration? Congress must never declare equal those whom God created unequal. The Constitution alone. We are stepped out upon the world stage now with the fate of human dignity in our hands. Blood's been spilled to afford us this moment. Now, now, now. Abraham Lincoln has asked us to work with him to accomplish the death of slavery. No one's ever been loved so much by the people. Don't waste that power. This fight is for the United States of America. Do we choose to be born? Are we fitted to the times we're born into? Well, I don't know about myself. You may be. This settles the fate for all coming time. Not only of the millions now in bondage, but of unborn millions to come. Shall we stop this bleeding? That was the trailer for the 2012. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years. 10, 10, well, 11 since they put out the film. And then 10 years ago in 2013, Daniel Day-Lewis won his third Academy Award for his performance as President Abraham Lincoln. So here we are. It's Lincoln's birthday. Today it's being observed, but we know it's, I believe, the 12th. Huh. As was uh, Groundhog Day. <laughs> I want to I wanna shout out Jason Almy again for Shit Happens When You Party Naked because he did the show today. And um, I'm upset with YouTube and he's upset with YouTube. But anyway, yeah. So that's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I do things in a very unorthodox way. But it's been fabulous. It's Friday. I went to the doctor. Great. Well, kind of. And then I went and, you know, went to the foothills. And here we are. And um, as, as always, unpleasant dreams.